He's the head coach of the Bears. He joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. He's Matt Eberflus. Uh, coach, uh, when you wake up this morning and you're thinking about the game, what bothered you most about what happened down the stretch? Yeah, so I was really, uh, you know, obviously we uh, love the way we started the game. You know, with the drive, with the drive to start the game on offense, and uh, that was really good. I thought uh, Justin operated well and handled the the noise. You know, because you know it's been been a while since he's played, and I thought that he looked really good, and really sharp uh, for that first drive. I don't think we had a fir- a third down on that first one. You know, and then started on defense. You know, he started out with two interceptions. You know, and again we didn't score any points off of those. Um, but uh, you know, again we didn't in the third quarter. We scored ten points off of those turnovers. So. That was a really good start, and obviously the time of possession um, was uh, was in our favor as well. You know, and then you know for 56 minutes we did a really good job of uh, of controlling that football game. And then obviously what you're referring to is is the last last part of it, and uh, we have to do a better job of executing our, our two minute defense and our four minute offense uh, during that time. And and that's what uh, obviously uh, we're we're looking at to do a better job today. And and as coaches and players, and and we got to get that done. But there was a lot of progress there, and and a lot of good things to take away from that game. Uh, Coach, in those moments, the two-minute moments, where is it going wrong? It happened at the end of the first half as well. I think with a minute 45, the Lions were able to drive it 75 yards for the score. And you just referenced the last four minutes. What is different about those situations in the game versus the other 54 minutes of the game where your guys played very well? Yeah, you know, it's really always about execution, you know, of of our of the calls and and again, it's never just the players, it's always the coaches. The coaches coach those players to execute. And uh again, we got to do a better job in those moments like we did at the end of the uh the half at New Orleans. Uh, we did a really good job in the 2-minute situation there and like we did at the end of the game at Carolina. Uh we finished that game out the right way offense and defense. And uh you know, so that's what we have to do. Uh coach, when 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 you look at it, I understand that you you had a tough job to do coming in during the rebuild. And I understand what happened last year against Detroit. Um, early in the rebuild, you blew a two-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter against the same Lions team. So, uh, like, a lot of people said, all right, uh, there's a building process. But the the Denver game, it was a 21-point lead, and it was the largest blown lead in franchise history going back to 2002 against the Patriots and 1953 against the Niners. This game, no team had ever had a plus three turnover margin in 40 minutes of possession time and lost a game in NFL history. We're talking about historic losses here, and I know you want to accentuate the positives, but this is a win and loss business. Do you take responsibility for overseeing these historic collapses? I would just say that we, uh, I certainly do take responsibility for that, but I also say this, that we have to move to the next week. Um, you know, no one feels sorry for you in the NFL. We have to f- focus on Minnesota. And, uh, again, the players we're in today, uh, we held each other accountable watching the tape and looked at what we can get better at. And then we're moving on to, to Minnesota um, coming up here. Players have tomorrow off, and they'll be back in on Wednesday. When, when you say uh, unacceptable or when you say, like, it's an execution thing, do you ever say to the players in the locker room or when you gather them today that this stuff is unacceptable? Well, you're always working with the player. Of course, uh, when you don't execute the right way, it's it's the players and the coaches, you know, because, like I said, the coaches are responsible for the execution of the player, putting them in the right position. You know, so that's what your partnership that you have 
as a professional football coach and a professional football player. And that bond is strong, and it's a bond that we work together uh, to get the execution done. So when the execution is great, uh, the coach and the player are doing a good job. When the execution needs to improve, uh, the coach and the player need to improve that execution. Coach, you guys were aggressive in the first half. Uh, you went for it, I believe, on fourth down a couple of times. Fourth and two at the Detroit 43, and then fourth and one in the second quarter. You guys decided to kick a field goal, fourth and one at the Detroit 23. When you're making that decision, Coach, is that purely on you, or do you have like an analytics assistant that you're working with for these decisions? Yeah, the decision is, is my decision, um, and I always I always work with uh, the analytics. You know that are up. It's up in the booth. You know Harry's up in the booth. He works with me, and uh, and uh, he does a really good job in terms of you know we decide those things you know prior to the game, but then they actually will will change and adjust based on score differential and, and time left on the game. Did you did you think about going for it on fourth and one? I know you kicked the field goal. You go up twelve instead of nine, but at that point you're, you're having a lot of success. And it is a fourth and one. Was that a difficult decision for you guys? And why did you make the decision you did? Yeah, you're talking about the last one to go up 12? Yeah, the, the, it was fourth and one, I believe, yeah. when you guys kicked yeah, it. The, yeah, to go up, to go up 12, yeah, yeah, no doubt, because you go up two scores. And at that point, you know, if you look at the game at that point, you know, it's uh, – you know, warranted to do that. You know, we were playing really well on offense and defense. We just had a, a long drive on offense, and we had a three and out, you know, on defense um, to set that long drive up. And, uh, you know, it was it was where the game was at that time. I want to ask you also about a couple other strategic decisions as we talked to Matt Eberflus. Uh, a lot of fans wanted to know this, and they wanted me to ask you this. It's 1914, you guys score. Uh, why, didn't, why didn't you go for two there to go up 21-14? Yeah, because it's a it's a that is a third quarter uh, decision. You know, it's a third quarter, fourth quarter decision. You still have time uh, time and possessions there, so it's a third quarter decision. Go for one. If that was in the fourth quarter, you you, you would go for two. And then, how about late in the game? So Detroit's driving. They get the first and goal situation from the one, and you guys call the timeout there. There uh, are some of us who wonder, hey, what about letting them scramble? get up to the line of scrimmage, use it down to clock it. You sort of settled them down. Is there any reluctance to use a timeout in that position for you? Uh, no. That was the best chance to give us a chance to, uh, to, you know, to have a rebuttal. Um, and we didn't get that done, but uh, that's why we called the timeout there. And was there anything that you watched on film, Coach, like, and I know this is hindsight, and you can't coach in hindsight, but is there anything after watching the film that you would do differently in the final five minutes of that game? Yeah, I'll just go back to what I said. It, it comes down to execution with the players and the coaches. You know, that's what it is. We need to put the players in position, and the players got to make the plays. And that's, that's what wins games, um, you know, in, in the final minutes. And, you know, that's what we did a week prior to, you know, in the Carolina game. We, we made the plays down the stretch um, to win that game, and, and that's what we got to continue to do. And Coach, you, bre- you touched on it briefly, the play of Justin after sitting out for four games. If you could just kind of give us your thoughts on how he played and, and how comfortable are you having him carry the football 18 times, or is that just a product of how this game unfolds? Yeah, I think it was a product of the way this unfolded. You know, uh, some of those are, are read plays where he's going to either hand it off or take it. And, uh, you know, the way they were playing us at this particular time, he was taking some of those. 
so that's why the carries were up a little bit. And uh, what I was most uh, impressed by was his his scrambling. So he, he would scramble, you know, when the pocket broke down, but he he had his eyes down the field and really did a nice job of getting the ball to DJ a couple times and getting the ball down to to Cole, um, you know, before he crossed the line of scrimmage. And that was that was really good to see. Uh, another a player that I want to ask you about is Jalen Johnson. We, we've talked on this show about your relationship with Jalen. Last week there was a play against uh, Bryce Young where he seemed like he didn't want to make a tackle and he sort of olayed it. This game he dropped an interception that could have been run back for a score. Um, he had a bad penalty in there as well. Are you worried at all that Jalen is distracted by the contract situation and have you discussed it with him? No, Jalen's a true pro. He's, he comes to work every single day, and again, he, he wants those plays. He's going to make those plays in the future, um, you know, in these next few games. And again, he stepped in front of that one uh, interception there. He's just got to look it in all the way. And, and again, the you know, you talk about penalties. You know, I thought he was in a decent position there. He's got to you know continue to look back. And again, we'll we'll look at that and see what the uh, the officials say when they send us back the uh, the report. Um, but, yeah, he's a true pro. He's been working his tail off, and he continues to be the same guy every day. How about Montez? I, I think at the end of the day he had played 63% of the snaps. Does it, that seem a little low for your most impactful defensive player, and do you expect that number to go up as time goes on? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's always, you know, relative, you know, because, you know, that we had a couple two minutes. I think we had 17 two-minute plays, I believe it was, and then, we're you know, we're you know out there only, you know, a short period of time because of the way our offense was munching the clock. You know, so we had a limited plays yesterday, and we were trying to keep them fresh during those two-minute uh, drives. But, you know, you certainly want your best players playing as, as most they can, but we platoon our defensive line back and forth, right. and that's always going to be the case. We want them to be fresh. Should I mean like we, we, as far as like the highest paid guys and the stars should they be platooned less? Well, like I said, he, he said he's playing sixty three percent, right? So we'll, we'll we'll look to look at that number and see where it is. But uh, like I said, we always like to have him fresh. Coach, uh, we appreciate uh, you coming on with us. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate you having me. Thank you.